Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I, I will tell you, we're you know, in the interest of getting more time with you, Governor, we're skipping traffic. Whoa, my coffee cup. We're skipping traffic at eight forty-eight, and you're disappointed. I mean, you want you want me to bring it back for you? I'm always curious to know the every eight minute update. What's going on on I eighty four? It's good to have you. You look well. Things are good. Things are good. Thanks. I saw you uh, up in New Hampshire at Alma Mater at Phillips Exeter Academy with Governor Sununu. Was that the fir- have you met like at the at the governor's meetings? Do you have much interaction, or is that the first time you spent any time with with? No, Governor I know uh, Chris Sununu. The governors all get together pretty well. You know, senators and attorney generals are always battling away on Republican Democrat governors. Ninety percent of what we do, we have in common. What are you doing about COVID? How are you going to pave this road? What are you doing with the infrastructure? So it's a very different relationship yeah. governors have. And so I got together with uh, Chris up in um, New Hampshire. We had about, um, you know, a thousand of our fellow former classmates uh, there and um, had a good conversation. You know, I mean, this is random, but like, do you still get any nervous energy in a crowd or are you so used to it now? It's just old hat. Well, it's never old hat, but uh, this was, you know. Thousand teenagers. Fun, I mean, it was yeah. great. I love their energy. I love what they responded to. Uh, I could see when they're bored to tears, or we're getting yeah. too uh, policy wonkish. I can see when they're laughing. Yeah, it's funny. I was a t- I was a high school teacher for a short time, and I couldn't do it because you don't have a hundred percent attention half the time. Three kids are in la la land. I just couldn't handle it. Uh, let's talk about make it here. You know, I I I think it's great. I think the logo is great. It almost is a whalerish kind of thing where you can see stuff within another. I'm curious about what what I'm going to give you like a almost like an interview question, but like what what does it mean to you? Building pride in the state, and uh, I want people to be proud of being here in Connecticut. What we're all about, and when we're proud, we're uh, the best advocates for our state. Look, live, work, play. We did the poll, Brian, and we found that a. Um, overwhelmingly people love this state. It's a great place to play. I liked it. You know, beaches, parks, golf courses open, um, urban downtowns. We found it's a great place to live because people, you know, really good schools, nice communities. We found a place to work. We had some work to do there. They thought it was sort of an old economy, a little staid. So what we're trying to do with Make It Here is say, look, it's still one of the most interesting entrepreneurial economies in the world. A thousand startups every month. A lot of IT, a lot of life sciences, not just helicopters and uh, submarines. And that's the story we're trying to tell. So make a life here, make your product here. Um, and so there's a the double meaning there. I was surprised. I think, I don't know if it's the same study, but I saw like only 25, 21% would recommend the state. 
And that's a number that needs to go up. That's the number we want to keep building up. Look, there was some residue from five, ten years ago. People were a little down on the state. Remember, GE left, last one out, turn out the lights, all that sort of negativity. People are feeling a lot better about the state. Now we want them to be able to tell the story. So when the process comes, like, I'm just curious, do they come to you with, like, these are three options and you pick one? Like, how, how does the, and I know you're not a micromanager with how you manage, so you, you do a lot of delegating, but do you get the last word on this? It's a team. <laughs> but I mean, but yeah, do, do they, you say, like, brought, I like this, let's do this? They, they certainly brought in the final video. This is the strategy we had talked about. Remember, um, you know, got your vibe. That was a big piece of tourism. Right. Does this negate that, or is that in conjunction with That's that? in conjunction. Okay. The vibe is all about tourism. We have more visitors to the state in our parks and beaches and hotels than ever before. This is about why it's a great place to live, work, and play. We're talking with Governor Ned Lamont here on Brian and Company on WTIC, and I, I, I've talked about this a lot. We had electric boating, Joe Courtney, on last week. You know, there's 90,000 jobs open in the state of Connecticut. We just had Sandy Terenzi and talk about real estate. It's it's unattainable for so many people. And I'm worried, like, electric boats going to lose contracts because they can't get enough welders. So my question is, what can you, what can the state level do moving forward? Not just what you've done and what you're doing, but to make the, make the state more affordable, more appealing. Because if you don't fill those jobs, those jobs will leave the state. It's workforce and it's housing. You know, those laser welders, they're adding on about 5,000 hires every year up at Electric Boat, you just uh, referenced. And uh, we're doing the 24-week certificate program in laser welding, so I can guarantee EB they got the people there they need. And then we desperately need housing. If, If we have a real shortage, that's it. They built more housing in New London the last three years than they have in the last 23 years combined. We still have a long way to go. I just heard your former guest say there were 40... You know, bids on a house. Uh, people want to be here. i got to make sure there's a place for people to live. Right. Well, there's a couple hundred units supposed to come on in Canton, but they made sure they got it in before the affordable housing set so they, they get to build it the way they want it, market rate. I mean, how can the state help with that? I mean, there's a ton of not-in-my-backyard stuff going on with affordable housing. Is there anything you and your office can do to We need all that? types of housing. I need workforce housing. I need housing for young single people. You know, we got, you know, some houses in the suburbs for young families, but I need for single people as well for that laser welder we were just uh, talking about. We've doubled the amount of money we're putting into housing. And because with higher interest rates and maybe you need a bigger down payment, we're coming in there. So if there's some gap financing uh, developer needs to get us over the top to get that 100 units of housing, we're prepared to help them get over the top. So that money goes towards helping developers put their projects Finish in, the project, in motion. Yes. Okay. Are you confident that we can, we can, I mean, this is like a generational thing. This isn't going to happen between now and the end of your term, right? I mean, this is the type of thing where it's going to take years to get what you need. I mean, do you, do you feel like we're trending in the right direction or it's still a tough? No, no, no. We're trending in the right direction. I I can't make up for uh, 40 years of non-investment in housing in the next four years. We're making a good start. We're going to do uh, 10,000 new units over the next uh, two or three years. You know, I, I'm curious. We're talking with Governor Ned Lamont here. I might as well get this out of the way now. I I thought out of the pandemic, you know, I, I went to a public school for most of my life. Then I went to boarding school for the last two years of high school, uh, which was an incredible privilege. And then my kids, even when we lived in Boston, that we were in Braintree. It was supposed to be one of the best school systems in the state. And every single school, none of them had air conditioning. And it's 2023. And I asked people, I was like, would you go to your job on a 95 degree day? With no air conditioning. And there's nobody who would say, 
I would go to do my job. They wouldn't go. They'd do it at home or they wouldn't go. But we ask a huge percentage of our kids to go to school in horrible conditions. And I guess what I want to pitch to you is like, can you just do a mandate that says by 2040, every school in the state has to have the proper air quality for our kids? It just seems so dumb to me. Mr. Governor, with all due respect, that we don't do that for our children. It just makes no sense to me. I worry about mandates. People don't like that word. I know. And usually <laughs> if you're a mayor, that means unfunded mandates. Can we say so, require? <laughs> so you have to word? put the money up to make it happen. Look, we found out during COVID we have a lot of these uh, older schools that are sort of know. self-sealed. There was terrible ventilation in there. That made people nervous about going in the a classroom during that um COVID outbreak. And now we've realized with, um, you know, things are getting hotter. So we do need air conditioning as part of that ventilation. We put hundreds of millions of dollars over the last couple of years and over the next couple of years to incent our uh, towns to uh, do more in terms of ventilation. And uh, and that's as far as you, but you, there's, you wouldn't go further than that, right? I mean, I just feel like it's one of those things, like if I'm thinking of your legacy, I don't know if you're going to run for a third term and it's too early for me to ask that question, but say you're not. And so you're thinking, Lexi, wouldn't it be incredible to have the Lamont legacy? One of the many things would be like you made it one of the most progressive treatment of children in the entire country when it comes to their experience in the public school system. Wouldn't that be great? I'm trying I to change your mind. That. I think we're doing that. I mean, we're making historic investments in education, whether that's air conditioning or, um, you know, extra teachers in the classroom to help those kids who are falling behind. But to your point... Look, I'm old, and uh, this is the first time in my life we have uh, more jobs than people looking for jobs. So it's an opportunity to lift everybody up, regardless of their background. Give them the skills. You go to an 18-week certificate program, one of our community colleges across the board, I can guarantee you a job. It was not that way when I graduated. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I have a, I kept my rejection letters for a long time, <laughs> so I know how that feels. I, I want to transition to Hartford a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I'm a huge champion. We're having Tim Restall, the Hartford Yard Goats, come in tomorrow. I think the Yard Goats are so crucial to the city. I know you had some fun with, with the Arizona hockey team, but I think unless you get your buddy like Ray Dalio to pony it up, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I And I, I think Luke Bronin's worked his tail off, and it's a hard job. And, and I know you're uh, supporting Arunin for, for the next mayor. There's no magic bullet when it comes to Hartford, but how do you view it? Like, what do you think the needs are moving forward for the next mayor of Hartford? Well, first of all, the good news compared to where we were five years ago and when uh, Luke took over, um, the place was practically bankrupt and people were leaving. We thought Edna might leave and uh, Bonnie barred the door. You know, now five or six years later, we've had um, hundreds of, well, you know, over a thousand new units of housing. Young families want to be there. It's a lot less expensive. Uh, really good amenities. That's a big uh, plus. And for me, it's uh, small businesses. Um, rather than trying to pay uh, billions of dollars to attract the big business, I'll pay you to move there. You know, we have hundreds of startups. Parkville Market. You know, there yeah. there you got lots of local restaurants and a, a really good nightlife. That's what we need in Hartford, and that's what Aronin's going to keep going. You know, it's, you know, uh, Parkville Market I like because it's organic growth, right? I mean, it happened not through some sort of urban planning. It's just they created the space and people loved it. And Duncan Park is another one. And then that, 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 there's the lawsuit has frozen the development. I and mean, is there anything the state can do to try to help ameliorate that? It seems like every time Hartford takes a step forward, it takes a step back with something like this lawsuit where it's stopped the development that was super promising. First of all, aren't the Argoats amazing? 
they don't win all their games, but man, everybody goes to all their games. Yeah, because it's, it's uh, great, and we need to go to Hartford. And I mean, I love it because if you don't support it, then you don't support Hartford. In my right opinion. across the way, we're doing the XL, putting a hundred million in there yeah. on top of uh, just trying to upgrade things a little bit, make sure uh, UConn sports, basketball, and hockey wants to stay there. There's a lot of housing going in, in and around, in particular, uh, Yard Goat Stadium. But you can't get involved to the level of trying to unfreeze I that I think hole. that's going to get resolved. I think that's soon going to be resolved. Okay. You know, you were pretty – I just think that, you know, for instance, like the hockey thing, and I know it became, everyone jumped on it and you're like, whoa, 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 and I know you didn't really want to talk about it, but that building can, can never house a, a, a legitimate – four major sport pro team. I mean, you know that, right? I mean, it, it would never. We told uh, Gary Bettman, who's the hockey commissioner, we do what it takes to bring that up to spec so he'd be proud of that as a facility. To your point, I had a, a buyer's group ready to um, go in on the Phoenix Coyotes to bring them here um, if we could get them here. I think the NHL wanted a, another team in the Southwest to fill out the TV map. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's plenty – Listen, Houston is like the fourth or fifth most populous place in the country, and they don't have a team. But, I mean, I love the concept. I just think you'd need a new building. That's just my that's my take. We're talking with uh, Governor Ned Lamont here on Brian and Company on WTIC News Talk 1080. Uh, this Yale New Haven Health story, and I, you know, for me, like I'm allowed to inject some opinion here. I mean, I, I, I think that you made the right call not wanting to subsidize that deal. Can you just talk us through what what they wanted and why you you don't support it? Well, I support um, Yale New Haven buying those prospect hospitals. I, I think um, prospect is the private equity firm has been bleeding those hospitals dry. And it's really uh, unfair to the patients and the doctors and the nurses. And they're taking too much money off the top to pay their uh, investors uh, bad. So Yale New Haven came in about a year ago. We're speeding up the approval process. It's a deal between Yale New Haven and prospect, right? That's who the deal is. And uh, I hope they get it done. Why do they want m- money from the state? Everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, and is it because, but I mean, why? Uh, look, um, Yale New Haven would say, oh, my God, this is worse than I thought it was going to be. Over the last hundred years, it's lost a lot of value. Um, maybe. Really, that happens in a hundred days. But um, then you go back to prospect and you renegotiate the price. Do you Do you think that in general, moving aside from that deal, do you think that consolidation in healthcare is a net positive for c- citizens? Because we're getting a lot of, I mean, Hartford Healthcare and J- Jeff Flex does a great job. I mean, the, what they've done is amazing, but I, I'm trying to figure out if it's good for the consumer. I'm not sure it's good for the consumer because you have less choice and some hospitals have much more negotiating power to raise rates than other hospitals do. Uh, that said, Hartford Hospital is a brilliantly managed operation. Um, Worth, worth noting, we have a lot of hospital beds in the state. You know, we don't have enough uh, psychiatric beds. So you think, what's the best mix going forward? We have a disconnect out there right now. Is there a way, is, is, is that something that's being sort of uh, communicated to the powers that be? Or is that just something that, that's just your opinion? I think it's my opinion, but yeah. my opinion matters a little bit. I would, um, <laughs> you know, if I look at all the hospitals and they all are looking for more subsidies, I'd say, you know, rethink. We have a real need in mental health. There may be a cancer center we need. Maybe some of these hospitals would be better, especially hospitals, not one more hospital bed. We have a fair number, especially in the northern part of the state. Yeah. Uh, we have just a couple more minutes here. You know, the, I, I don't know what the projections are, but obviously the surpluses are going to be smaller 
Are you concerned? Like how far? I don't know how far you look. I mean, are are our budget surpluses expected in the next throughout the rest of your term? Like, I don't know if we're going to get back to sort of normal life again. You know, I, I don't know. Well, normal life will not be the boom and bust that we've had for the last 30 years. Uh, you're right. We've had um, five balanced budgets in a row. We had pretty significant surplus two years ago, a lesser surplus uh, last time, a smaller one this one. But we're still talking about a surplus. Uh, the good news is legislature um, put in place something called the volatility cap. That means when capital gains and Facebook and Amazon are going through the roof, we don't spend up to that artificial high. We take that extra money and we put that into the pension funds. We paid down about $8 billion. That's going to save my successors, you know, seven, $800 million a year in pension payments they won't have to pay. Based on projections, do you think you'll still be able to pay down some more or is that kind of that run is kind of done? No, I think we'll be able to pay some more in this cycle. That's for sure. This 2024 ends on June 30. Uh, it's pretty dodgy out there, the world right now. I'm glad we have a, a rainy day fund because you just don't know what Saudis and Russia are going to do. Well, that, that brings me to my last thing I want to talk about. You know, I mean, you're, you obviously look at the whole world. And I think that if I were in politics, being someone like a governor or a mayor would be way better than being a congressman or a senator or maybe even the president because you have much more control and an ability to affect change. But when you see the Speaker of the House issue, forget about partisan politics, or you see what's going on in Israel and, and then, then this hospital yesterday and the, all the, the inability to figure out what's true and what's not. I mean, in your life, I mean, is this, I mean, you were, you've been an adult in the Cold War and a whole bunch of other things. I don't know where, how old you were in 68, but I look at 68 as like one of the worst years in the history of mankind, right? When you had, you lost MLK and, and Robert Kennedy. And I mean, how is this current situation you know, based on all you've seen in your life in terms of kind of doing I think there are a lot of ideological warriors down there in Congress. The idea that they can say, we're going to shut down for a while. That's going to shock the system. We're going to make government so small we can flush them down a drain. You know, I'm sitting there with Chris Sununu in this forum saying, we can't shut down. I can't shut down uh, nurses that take care of folks. I can't shut down the state police. You want me to shut down corrections officers, come back when we get our act together? You know, we have to live in the real world. Sometimes down there, they're not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you communicate? How often are you in communication with your, your dele the delegation, well, you know, whether it's, you know, the senators or? or I see them a lot. Yeah. You know, we have a really strong delegation. They work together as one. They punch above their weight class. You know, all these competitive grants, like for um, infrastructure and speeding up rail and fixing bridges. Thanks to them, they got us at the front of the line. So make it here, and you should check out the logo. So it's got the C with the sort of embedded T, so almost like the H and the W and, and the whale tail. Uh, how long did it take to, to, get, to get that in place? Has this been in the works for a, a while? We got this uh, chief marketing officer, Anthony Anthony. Yeah. That's his name. Dig that name. I know. I know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's got this creative mind, and um, I loved it. It did remind me of the Whalers logo. It took me a while to figure out the Whalers logo. It, it me too. Me yeah. yeah. But I think people are talking about it, and it's a fresh look at the state. You know, there's a certain stereotype of the state of Connecticut. Yeah. We're trying to punch through that. We get tens of thousands of young families every year moving into the state. They used to be going the other direction. I want to keep it going. Yeah, for me, because I worked here when I was single in the, in the late 90s and early aughts and then came back, got married here, and then came back with a family. I think the reputation is that for single people it stinks and for families it's great. 
Um, that and and I think that's why I'm so interested in Hartford. And New Haven's doing a good job. I'm sorry your single life was so feeble here. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe it was a testament to me. <laughs> that's the singer, not the song. <laughs> that's great. Uh, Governor, as always, we so appreciate the time, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Brian. All right, Governor Ned Lamont. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.